What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Goddess Files. I am Kalisto Moon, your host. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for everyone who has tuned into the first episode. I really, truly appreciate you guys taking the time out your day to listen to what I have to say. So, I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll be back to discuss today's topic. And today we are talking about love, sex, and healing and how they all go together. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. All right, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. So last week was my first episode and I discussed things about me. Gave you guys a little bit of a background about myself, um, certain things that I may have gone through that led me to where I am right now. And I just want to stop and say thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for the questions, the comments, the shares just all of it i am just amazed at the support and the love and i don't want you guys to think that i'm not paying attention because i am and i just want to say thank you now before we get into today's topic um i got some good news you guys like it's been an amazing week so far um Life is great. Life is lit. I feel like it's always lit. I rarely have bad days anymore, and I love it. Um, But this week, this past Tuesday, I became certified as a Reiki practitioner. Um, I am now able to do in-person Reiki sessions um, physically, so physically in-person I will be leveling up again soon once I'm able to um, administer distance services. You guys will hear about that. But yes, I got certified as a Reiki level one practitioner this past week. And I am just over the moon at that. I feel like I've been on cloud nine. Like, that's how I feel. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Share my good news. Share one of my wins for this week. Another um, great thing this week was my daughter turned 11. My youngest daughter, Sam Bam. Um, If you know me, then you might know a little bit of her story. But my daughter was born prematurely, 7-7-2011. She was born at 27 weeks. My due date for her was supposed to be October 4th, but she came July 7th, and it's been one hell of a ride with my little preemie baby, and this past week was her birthday, and my oldest birthday is next week, so we just have a lot of good shit happening in the month of July, okay? So, um, now that I've gotten all of that out of the way... We can hop into the first topic. Um, I know these topics are pretty broad. Obviously, love, sex, and healing. Like, it's a lot that goes into each of these topics. So, 
I'm going to just touch on each of them a little bit. And like I said, or I should say, this will be something that will be revisited in the future. So just keep in mind this love, sex, healing topic is not one and done. There is always going to be more to explore when it comes to those three things. So so something that has been coming up for me a lot lately has been men being in my dms on like instagram and stuff and um these men i can tell that i'm kind of being tested from the universe like i can now see the test that's being thrown my way um in terms of like have i healed have i grown have i learned certain lessons um when it comes to love and allowing people in my space or my energy and stuff like that. And so over these past few weeks, almost a month, um, there has been so many different guys that kind of hop in my DM. And they all, it's, it's just crazy because they all kind of say the same things. And where I'm at now in my life, I could see right through it. Like, I could see right through the bullshit. And, I mean, obviously, it's a blessing to see through the bullshit. And I know it sounds like a ramble right now, but I'm not rambling. So, I'm saying all it is to say that... Love, man. Love is everything, okay? It's everything. It is a verb. It is something you are. You, you like, I just... People fall in love or say they love you and stuff like that and don't even truly know what it feels to be, to be love. I hope that didn't go over your head. Um, I've been in love maybe two or three times, honestly, throughout my life. Um, there are guys that I let go. And then there are the guys that I allowed to stay. <laughs> because of something that I was seeking and lacking within myself. But I've been in love a few times. When I was younger, I thought I was always in love. Like, I <laughs> I fell so fast. I was boy crazy when I was younger. Teenager, like, if you was cute, I was looking. And <laughs> when I was a young boy... Young girl, I'm not a boy, y'all. When I was a youngin', I just, I fell, so-called fell in love with anybody that gave me the attention that I was craving and not getting at home. Like, if they showed me they cared, if they listened to, like, my problems and my issues and stuff like that, and 
you know, like truly listened or wanted to quote unquote save me, I was falling in love with them people because I felt so unloved growing up. I felt so isolated and alone and like the black sheep. And I was. I really was. I grew up get like most kids, most people in our in African American homes, you grow up getting teased and belittled and then if you crying or something like that, it's what you crying for, you don't get to cry type stuff and all of these things made it hard for me to love people. It like distorted my view of what love was, what it is, like and what it could be. Um, I had this very distorted image of love. My parents, they always talked about how they used to love each other. But my mom, the what I viewed between my parents and what they said was two different things. Like, my, my father was not around when I was growing up. Um, he left when I was about six or seven. And then intermittently popped in and out my life when he pleased as a child I didn't grow up with a father my father right I grew up solely being raised by my mother and her love was toxic my mom taught me how to how to save her how to cater to her how to meet her needs right that may or may not have been being met or her needs that weren't met. I learned all of those things. And as an adult, obviously I'm not aware of those until I'm not aware of what was happening until I'm an adult. And so I saw my mom have a lot of boyfriends had a, or men friends that she would call men just friends, you know. But she did have a couple of boyfriends as I was growing up quite a few that I remember and I feel like watching my mom be I I feel like I watched her cling on to men like she wanted I feel like she wanted people to take care of her she wanted to be taken care of and there's nothing wrong with wanting somebody to take care of you but if that's the sole reason you go on after them how organic is that interaction or relationship really want to be and I struggle with love now or I have struggled with love and my perception of love and what it is to love somebody because I was under the impression unconsciously or subconsciously that love was catering to everybody's needs but your own I was taught to people please. I was taught to set my feelings aside. I was taught to not have feelings and not cry and not feel anything because feeling means that you're vulnerable. And if you're vulnerable, people can use their vulnerability against you. There were a lot of times growing up where I would try to be vulnerable and tell the people in my life, family, the family and my life what was going on and during the time I'm telling them what's going on they're pretending 
to care. But in reality, they're talking behind, you know, talking about me behind my back or spreading my business. It was a lot of people trying to figure out, oh, is she gay? Is she straight? Is she this? Is she that? Just judgment, judgment and being torn apart. And it really did. I seeked love outside myself. I didn't know how to love me because nobody loved me. And that's how I felt. And to this day, that's still, I'm not going to say that's how I feel, but that's how I feel when it comes to a lot of my family members, my blood-related family members. Because at this age, I've chosen my family. I have a small group of friends that are family to me, that are family to me, that don't use me and don't. Like, I can tell the difference between the love they show me and the love I was given when I was a child. Or so-called love that I was given as a child. And, um... It's been a journey. Because I was never taught to really love myself, you know? I never learned how to love myself until, honestly... Like, really, truly, a few years ago. Before I met my ex in 2016, I was on an amazing journey. Like, I had opened my eyes to a lot of things that I was blind to or sleep to before. And so, when I met my ex, I was already kind of deep into my spiritual journey, my spiritual practices and stuff like that and what attracted me to him was his claim to being spiritual and so-called woke and I hate saying woke now because it got so watered down but that was what drew me in we had similar interests we was into the same things um and the spiritual aspect of all of it it was just like oh man I found my person This is too good to be true. Y'all, it was too good to be true. People tell you who they are. They tell you who they are. And if they don't tell you, they're going to show you. And my ex, he, he told me who he was. And I chose to ignore it. This is where you hold yourself accountable for things that happen in your life. Because when I think back and I go back and, you know, replay some of the things that happened in the past... He literally told me who he was. He told me I cheated on every woman I've ever been with. Um, he told me I don't. I would make a better friend than a, a boyfriend. Like he told me these things about himself, and I heard him. Like physically, I hear you, but I did not hear him. You know what I mean? Like I chose to believe I could fix him. I could help him. I could heal him. I, you know, I can help, I can help, I can help, I can help, I can save you. And guess what? Guess where that came from? My mom. It came from me trying to save my mom. And not being able to save myself from things that happened when I was younger. It Like, when people would tell me their problems or tell me what they was going through because he wasn't, set at all when I met him like 
he was sleeping on his friend's couch. He had just moved back out here. He was saving up money to get his spot and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I could help that. You know, I was fucking making this man dinner from the first week that I met him. Trying to save and ease his issues or whatever he was going through and setting my stuff to the side. And within like the first two months of me talking to him, I thought I had fallen in love. Like I, I was like, shit, I'm in love with this person. Shit, 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 shit. I'm in love with this person. And I liked, I used to run from love. I used to run from my feelings. Like once I started feeling something for you and I noticed that it was a real feeling for you, I would run away. And, um... Like, I remember telling him, and he didn't say anything back. And when he didn't say anything back, I was like, you don't have to say anything back. Like, it is what it is. But then a year, about a year later, he's telling me he loves me. But that's a whole different story time, and I'm not going to get into that today. But I use this as an example because... For a long time, I thought saving people was love. I thought going against my own feelings, my own how somebody made me feel or think and just stuff like that. I thought that pouring into others and not pouring into myself was love. I thought setting my needs, my wants, my everything to the side and strictly catering on what that person's needs and wants and whatever was I thought that was love and it wasn't it wasn't now that I have done a lot of the work a lot of the deep dives into myself and like uncovering traumas that I have buried I've learned that all of these this perception that I had of love was false and now I'm seeking an organic love so now let's fast forward y'all these I have these men that will hop into my DM and try to start up a conversation. And sometimes I might respond. Most of the time I don't. Most of the time I'm I'm like, who sent you? <laughs> Type, you know? When when these guys hop up in my my DM on Instagram or my messenger on Facebook and you know, we don't have any mutual friends or anything of that. But you in my inbox. And you coming on real strong. Look. I am not for that shit. So my most recent experiences. I feel like have. Been a test to see if I've learned anything. If I've learned something in my past 30 something odd years of life. Right. Um. 
Have I grown? Have I elevated? Has my perception of love changed? Yes, it has. If you can't love me the way I'm loving myself, I don't want you. If you come to me and you are trying to take me away from myself and my focuses and what I am doing, and you instead want me to give you all of my attention 100% of the time, that's not love to me. That's control. There was this guy that just a couple weeks ago, I ended up cutting off because something y'all gonna learn about me say what you mean and mean what you say don't say one thing and then your actions try to show me something different because i'm a i'm a fucking peep that shit and it's gonna turn me off and i'm gonna call you on it okay so it was this young guy that i was talking to he's 27 and i usually don't talk to people younger than me i will not talk to somebody else that's younger than me ever i hope y'all hear me i don't want nobody younger than me Men that's younger than me is childish as fuck. Um, they're not mature. And even men older than me is childish as fuck and not mature. I said what I said. It is what it is. Or at least a lot of the ones I've encountered have been man children. You know what I mean? Y'all got some work to do. That's what I'm going to say. So this guy, he... I met him when I went out. I met him twice. The second time, we actually had a conversation and we exchanged numbers. He's in the military and he expressed to me within our first 24 hours of talking that he wasn't looking for a relationship, wasn't looking for nothing. He was just out here. He's getting out the military and he's leaving in January, so he's not trying to you know, get caught up or anything like that because he's moving back to his hometown. But, cool. I appreciate the communication and someone telling me up front what they are looking for. So, if you tell me up front, I am not looking for anything, I am just wanting to be your friend, then I'm going to fucking friend zone you, okay? I will just be your friend. That is okay with me. It's fine. I don't have to go hop into something with this expectation of, oh my gosh, we're going to get married, blah, 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 and all this other shit. I have learned to let go of my expectations of people in these past couple of years. Expectations will kill everything. Now, if I'm in a relationship, yeah, I'm going to tell you, this is what I, I expect from you. But prior to that, I ain't got no expectations, period. I, I just don't because you end up disappointed from having too many expectations of somebody. And I'm going to avoid that disappointment this time around if I can. So he told me he just wanted to be friends. That's cool. That's chilling. Boom. Okay. His actions and his words did not align. So he came over, we hung out, we get over here and he's like, you know, I'm real touchy Philly, blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking at him like, okay, you can go be touchy Philly somewhere else because you already told me you 
sir, want to be friends. And I told him up front, I do not do friends with benefits. I do not do fuck buddies. I am not interested in those type of interactions any longer. When I was in my early 20s, yeah, I'm cool with that because I wasn't looking to become attached with people. And I'm not, and at this age, I'm not looking to become attached and like delude myself into thinking it's going to be more than what it is. If you tell me you want to be friends, then that's what we need to be. Period. Period. I'm not going to go back and forth and beat around the bush or tiptoe along, you know, tiptoe along this fucking tightrope of are we together? I'm not doing any of that. I'm not wondering any of that. I did that with my ex in the beginning of our relationship. Chased him around to define our relationship and call me his girlfriend and all that other stuff. I am not doing that anymore. What you say, if that's what you say, I'm going to take you at your word, period. So don't tell me you want to be friends if deep down you know you might want to try to be something more. Because once you tell me you want to be friends, you never getting out of that category with me. I said what I said. So he came over and then went into trying to just touch on me and fill on me and like rub my back and just be rubbing on me and stuff. And I'm like, mm. so you one of them dudes. You one of them types. Okay. <coughs> that was the first that was the first time he came over. So after that first night, I was like, after he left, I sent him a message. And no, I'm sorry. That wasn't after the first night. The first night, it was just regular. Like he rubbed my feet. He tried to rub. He was like, Lightly rubbing my shoulder. I'll let that slide. And I like foot rubs. So I'm going I'm to take that. Okay. But the next time he came over to hang out. He came over under the pretense of trying to get a, a massage. How you got this money and all this other stuff. And you don't want to go pay for you to get a massage. You know, at this age, I see right through the game. And sometimes I might entertain it to see where you going to try to take it. And other times I might just be like, I don't feel like this. And you cut off. Right. So he, um, you know, he kept hitting it, trying to get a massage, blah, 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 blah. He came over and um, I rubbed his back for a little while. I don't think it was more than like 10, 15 minutes before I was like, all right, I'm done. And then... He wanted to rub my back. The back massage was not. It wasn't anything. And this how I know. Because this was all a fucking test, y'all. It was all a fucking test. Niggas always try to use a massage as a way to try to start some type of foreplay or some shit like that. So, like, I knew what he was getting at before he got here. Like, I knew what it was. I just want to see how far you going to try to take it after you told me you wanted to just be friends. So you came over here. He's rubbing my back. First of all, oh, and let me say this. He's not even my type, y'all. He's not my type. Yeah, I have a type. He's not my type. He's not. 
his little cute little adorable ass i look at him and i see his little baby face like i just you're not my type though and um and he contradicted himself a lot you want to be friends but then you're asking me all these questions about what i'm looking for in a relationship and stuff like that why are you asking me questions about what i'm looking for in a relationship and you don't want a relationship don't ask me those fucking types of questions it's not going to do anything but annoy me and get you blocked. Especially when we've already established that's not what you're looking for. Y'all men, some of y'all men love saying, you know, everything start off as friends, blah, blah, blah. Listen, y'all motherfuckers know what y'all trying to get at when, when y'all meet the person. That's how I feel about it. Y'all know. I don't know why y'all be playing these fucking games. It's a game. It's a game, and I'm going to call it what it is. It's a game. So, long story short, when he was massaging me, his dick got hard. Of course. Of course. Because a lot of motherfuckers can't just seem to control themselves and have a platonic friendship with the woman. I, I just, I don't have the patience anymore. So, his dick got hard. I ignored that because... It wasn't much of a poke of anything. It was very, yeah, anyway. <sighs> Moving on. Moving on. So, yeah, y'all. That was my experience with that young man. And... I know I've been long-winded, but I told y'all to tell, told y'all that story because he, he said he wanted to be friends, but in all of his text messages that he was sending me, it was like, I fall in love quickly. I fall for people too quickly. It was, I'm lonely. Um you know all, like just things that are a red flag to me okay it's a red flag to me so all that did was make me be like no nah. because clearly you don't know what you want and I am not here to convince you that I am worthy. I am not here to compete or convince you that I am enough. I am not here to feed your ego. I'm just not. I'm not. So, love. Like, I would love to be in love again. Um, I am so grateful for these encounters that I have been having with these different types of men because my awareness is a lot better now than it was a few years ago. I don't ignore the red flags. I peep the red flag and I move on, period. This is going to be um, a part one because like I said, this is such a broad topic. I have a lot to say, so we might have to continue this 
in a part two. So, yeah, this will be part one and part two of this second, you know, of this episode segment, whatever you want to call it, will be posted next weekend. But there has been my experiences, some of my experiences with love. I have so much more to talk about on this topic, but due to time, you know, time constraints, I am going to move on to the next topic, okay? We're going to move on. So, moving on. about sex baby let's talk about you and me let's talk about all the good things and the bad things okay let's talk about sex let's talk about sex mm. that's my shit don't act like y'all don't like salt and pepper okay um sex y'all sex 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 let me let me say this <laughs> I love sex. I love sex. I love sex. If you followed me on social media for however year, however many years, then you know I like sex. Um, back in 2012, 13-ish, I started my first blog, and my first blog was centered around um, short stories that were erotica. So you don't know what erotica means, think Zane, okay? Think Zane if you want to know about some erotica. So I wrote a lot of short erotica stories. And my first book that I published in, or first couple of books that I published in 2015, the first one was like a fantasy slash erotica book. And the second book I published was a collection, it was a novella, short stories of um, erotica stories. Um, so let's let's dig into it. I've been exposed, I was exposed to sex at a young age. I was molested from the ages of eight to 14, almost 14, 13, 14. And I honestly do think that has something to do with why I was hypersexual um growing up as a woman not to mention a black woman in Philadelphia okay um I was over sexualized I developed ass and titties when I was 11 I started I started growing and hitting puberty when I was like nine, ten, got my period right before I started um middle school and all of that. And by the time I was in the seventh grade, I had I look I had a grown woman body. I had a C cup, I had a nice ass. I was hella into sports. All the all the boys know. <laughs> if you grew up with me around that time, you knew I was a tomboy. Um even though I had a nice body, I was a tomboy. 
but I was an over-sexualized tomboy. Boys always looked at me for my body first. It was always an attraction to my body before anything else. So, like, I remember lying about losing my virginity in middle school and shit like that. I didn't actually lose my virginity until I was 16 with my kid's father, okay? But I was very curious at a young age. Like, I feel like because I was overexposed to some things, um, it made me curious about sex faster. Um, I had this boyfriend in middle school, Will, and... Oh, man, I thought I was in love with this little boy. <laughs> but Will lied about his age because I was 12. Yeah, I was in like the seventh grade or something like that. I was 12. Will lied and said he was like 13, 14. Will was 16 at the time. I didn't find this out until later because... My mom actually caught him cheating on me at the park, at the playground with some girl. And she laid his ass out and then came home and told me what was going on. And when I confronted him about it, you know, he didn't lie. He was like, you know, he tried to apologize and stuff. And this this goes into like that first segment when I was talking about love because he was telling me that he loved me and all this other stuff. But... That's neither here nor there. Me and Will had a little bit of a childhood relationship, okay? I think Will went after me because I was developed. Um, I guess some guys see me as like that girl next door type because I was a tomboy and I played basketball and would play all the different types of sports and stuff with people, with the guys and I preferred to be around boys because I just felt like I could read boys better than girls. But Will, Will was the first guy I ever did, like willingly did something with. Yes, I said willingly that I consented to doing something with. Me and Will used to like make out outside on the side of the house and stuff. And Will was trying to get the draws, y'all. He was definitely trying to get the draws. I I remember, like, him touching me and stuff. And, and I was like, what the fuck is this type of feeling? What is this? Is this how it's supposed to feel? You know, like, is this what sex is supposed to be like? We didn't... We never had sex, okay? He was not my first. We never had sex. He... Made it to like fingering me. That was it. But we never had sex because I was going through things at that time that made me afraid to engage in any type of sex. During that time, my mom's boyfriend was molesting me. So like, I feel like I was like trying to escape into someone else. And that is why I was with with Will so long because my my circumstances at home. So sex has always been 
something that I had been exposed to. Um, and as I got older, it was guys constantly, you know, catcalling me because of my ass or my tits or whatever, and just lusting after me. And at some point, I realized how, like, what attention I was getting from my body. And I didn't like the attention that I was getting from older males, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 and up. Because men see a girl with a developed body and that's all they see. Like, they, that's all they see. They don't see, oh, shit, this a little girl still, you know. Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a young girl. I have crushes. I had crushes on guys older than me, but I never felt like I needed to explore that. Like, I would just be like, oh, he's really cute. And have daydreams or something, you know, little fantasies, but not ever trying to pursue it or putting myself, like, come after me type, you know? Because it, it was some girls my age that wanted that attention from those older males. I just wanted the attention from the boys my age, for the most part. You know, like, I didn't want a man's attention. I, I had questions on boys at my school. I just wanted them to notice me, you know? And so, it's crazy because there, as I got older, in high school, I, and, and oh shit, I tried to lose my virginity twice in ninth grade. One was with this guy I grew up with, kind of grew up with, like I knew him but didn't know him, um, Mar he, Marquise, he was my little boo thing, and he was such a sweetheart, even though he was older than me, he was way older than me, I fell into them trips with older guys so many times and I remember going to Marquise's house I was 14 ninth grade at this point 14 15 14 because my birthday's at the end of the year so it was like summertime after I got out of ninth grade and Marquise lived right around the corner from me and I went to his house with the intent of having sex because by the time I was 14 I had gone through a lot of sexual trauma and in my head I just wanted to get it over with and Marquise was a sweet enough guy he was he just he just he was a little a little bit of a love for me okay a little puppy love young love and I was like yeah I'm gonna lose my virginity to him y'all listen nigga had a man dingo skit look his dick was so big, it scared the shit out of me. And I was like, ain't no way. You gonna put that inside of my hole. You tripping. And I remember, like, us, you know, making out foreplay. He did everything he, he could to, like, make me feel comfortable. But as soon as he went to stick it in, I was like, nope. Nope, 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 nope. I don't want to do this. 
I'm good. I that just the just the little pressure from his the head was like, no, no, no. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And he didn't force himself on me. He was like, okay, okay, babe. You know, we don't have to do this. It's, it's no rush, nothing like that. And I was so embarrassed because there was this part of me that felt like saying no was wrong. Like I wasn't allowed to say no. And I, I get it now because I was saying no to the people that was unwillingly touching me and they were still touching me. And um, for him to stop when I said no, part of me felt guilty for telling him to stop. And as a 14-year-old girl, I didn't understand why I was feeling this guilt. Why do I feel guilty for telling somebody no? I didn't understand that at the time. So me and Marquise, we never had sex. We never went past, you know, just making out and maybe him touching me a little bit. Like he never made me, never made me try to give him head or anything like that. And I think I really loved him for that because I he made me feel like he genuinely cared about me. But I was so low-key, like so messed up already in my mind from all the shit that had already happened that I just, I felt so bad for not doing it with him. And the second time I tried to do it was with another guy, three years older than me. He was a senior. I was a freshman in high school. I'm not going to say his name because there's people that know him, like that know him and I'm <laughs> back home. So I'm not going to put his name out there. We were just going to call him Drummer Boy. And I remember coming to Drummer Boy's house. And the way I almost lost my virginity to him, to him, he wanted me to sit on it. He wanted me to ride him. I had never had sex before. And again, it was painful. And I felt awkward. And me and him, me and Drummer Boy, never had sex. He was another one, though. Like, after I didn't have sex with him, he kind of started viewing me as, like, his little sister, I guess. Which was 100% fine with me, okay, y'all? Because I found out he was a whore. <laughs> so I'm happy I didn't get added to the list of bodies that he had already accumulated. <sighs> yes. This this topic about sex is going to be a long one. So since this episode has run a little bit longer than expected i'm gonna wrap it up and we're gonna get into part two next week so i want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in today thank you thank you thank you thank you um This next episode is going to be part two of this love, sex, and healing conversation. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, I know these are very broad topics. So, there might be a couple parts to this. So, this is part one. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation so far. If it's something you want me to discuss in part two... Please let me know. Next week, we'll pick up on part two 
and I'll continue with the discussion on sex and then we'll get into that final topic of healing. In the meantime, go ahead and follow me on social media, okay? You can follow me on Instagram <coughs> at underscore, I, I'm sorry, that is not, <laughs> that is not it. Instagram at I underscore am underscore Callisto underscore moon. Or you can find me on Facebook at Callisto Moon. If you are interested in my work or um, publishing any of my books, you can hit the link in my bio. Um, go ahead and find me on Linktree at Arisha Goddess Co. O R I S H A G O D D E S S C O. Okay, you can find me at Arisha Goddess Co. On Linktree, just hit that link in my bio. Thank you guys again for tuning in this week. This is an amazing experience so far. I am so happy to just be talking and talking to the, about these things with you guys. So if you have any questions or anything like that, please don't hesitate to hit the DM with topics and stuff that you may want me to discuss. Um... I love hearing feedback from my listeners. So let me know what you thought about this podcast, this episode. Um, don't forget to like and follow, share this podcast. And y'all be blessed. Have an amazing weekend. We'll be back next weekend for part two. Later. <laughs>